The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Should we make parking in cities more expensive, or more specifically, should free parking be abolished? Well, the chair of the Climate Change Advisory Council, Mary Donnelly, uh, suggests that that is exactly what should happen, that we should put a levy on workers who get free parking in urban areas. Here she is before Naroctus Transport Committee. In the 2018 Finance Bill, under Section 18B, there was a provision for levying urban parking fees, where if your employer provides you with parking, that it would be levied by the employer and paid to the revenue. And it only needs a signature from the Minister for Finance to implement it. So some pro rata on, shall we say, the privilege of having a parking space. You know, if people want to use their car, they can, but maybe they should pay for it. That was uh, Mary Donnelly before the Oireachtas Transport Committee. Hazel Chew is with me, uh, Dublin City Councillor for the Green Party, former Lord Mayor of Dublin as well, of course. Uh, Hazel, you're welcome to the show as always. Um, Do you agree with this proposal? I do. I think Marie has uh, some really good points there in relation to reaching our uh, emission targets, Kieran. Like we, we all kind of tiptoe around it and go, well, how can we all play our part in relation to climate change and climate emergency at the moment? And this is a good way to try to do it, e- especially for the bigger companies that are offering free parking to their staff. I'm not saying that the levy needs to be put on their staff. I'm saying it should be on the companies and providing that they are charged the levy and they provide then this extra funding and as a result they should also provide free transport passes for for their employees as well because a lot of uh, companies in town do do that and I think we need to have the stick and the carrot approach here the stick being that there's a levy but the carrot being that we provide uh, tra- well, that companies provide uh, transport passes for their employees to travel by public transport or provide them working from home methods. Does the carrot exist to really butcher this metaphor now? Um, I mean, <laughs> is the uh, is the public transport capacity there, though? I mean, a lot of people I know are going to get in touch and say, listen, I'd love to uh, take Hazel up on this offer and avail of a, a travel voucher and get on the bus, but there's no bus. No, absolutely. And you got it. There's been many emails I get here about a ghost bus, about a bus being delayed. And there are issues with the services, but it is ramping up. We have bus connects that is going to be ramping up, uh, that, that's being introduced. Uh, certain spines have been introduced on it. We are ramping up in relation to rail as well. We've saw, uh, we saw the various announcements. But one of the key things that hold public transport back as well and the delay in buses is the traffic. So, and we've all seen it around post-COVID that the traffic increase and as such public transport um, is delayed as well. So take the cars off the road, increase the public transport, which is what we're doing as part of the National Demand Strategy, which is part of the Climate Action Plan, and, and try to make sure we provide the public service there for people to to go on and also of course the cycling and pedestrian infrastructure as well we're coming into summer here more people want to get out of the cars they want safe infrastructure and we need to be able to provide for that but we need people to make Mm. that choice as well and be willing to get out of their cars for it brian cook is director general for the society of the irish motor industry simi brian what do you make of this proposal well, look, I, I think, I mean, I actually agree with the principles, uh, the principle of, of a lot of what Hazel has said there. Um, I think um, what Hazel suggested there actually is a stick and a stick, not a stick and a carrot, because 
uh, company, their companies are going to be asked to pay that cost. So I think it's a bit, it's a question of timing and proportionality. Um, I'm in, I mean, people mentioned that Dublin actually has quite, you know, uh, detailed uh, and strong public transport. Um, and people who work in Dublin, obviously, there's either a bus stop or a Lewis stop or a Dart stop near where they actually work. But that may be not be the case for where they're coming from. And we've got a lot of people coming from outside of Dublin uh, or even people within Dublin who are who are coming long distances. And their only effective mode of travel, because even the time of day they travel, may well be well, may, may well be a car. So so for in some ways, it dis, it's discriminating in favour of people who live on a Dart line or live on a Lewis line. Uh, and discriminating against people who don't. So, so I think it needs to be prefer- it needs to be fair. It needs to be proportional, and also it needs to be probably instead of some of the other taxes that we have on cars, like um, the climate action plan. Um, the the biggest mitigation piece in the transport sector actually is the electrification of of, of the car fleet. Uh, now, electric vehicles we're actually reducing the incentives for for those. Uh, at the moment, so effectively increasing the taxes. So, so this tax will be on top of other increased taxes. And, and I think, so again, the timing of it, um, I think if you bring it in, you should bring it in in an incremental basis at quite a low level mm. uh, and then bi- and build it up over a period of time. Uh, in line with the incremental improvements in public transport, we, we have seen, I think Hazel mentioned, the cycling infrastructure has improved significantly since the start of COVID. Um, I think for people who experience public transport, which I think most people do at some stage uh, during their working week, it's uh, it, it, it's it's not fit for purpose at the moment, and it still has a long way to go. I, I, I mean, every HR department in the country has the home addresses of their employees. It, it, it's hardly beyond the wit of man, Brian, is it, that you could have a system whereby people who do have a public transport option could avail of a car parking space, but it comes with a levy. Well, I, I'm, I, 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 but I, again, you know, you're asking companies to, you know, to effectively infra- implement, you know, a tax, you know, on, on, on certain employees. I think, again, a HR department uh, put, putting a charge on one employee and not putting a charge on another employee who, who may actually be on a bigger salary will also have H, HR implications. So, so I think you're... you're would you're it really, though? Because, I mean, mo- most... most companies that have a car park don't have enough spaces for all their employees. So already HR are making decisions about who gets to park and who doesn't. This is just another version of it. Well, I, look, I, I think again, look, I mean, I mean, one of the basics of a tax system is that all taxpayers should be treated equally. So uh, I, I think um, I, I think you're getting, you need to get your balance, balance right. But putting a charge on someone specifically because of where, of where they live is you know it, it can be if it's not done correctly it can be seen as an unfair tax it mm-hmm. could be counterproductive and all this could end up being is a tax raising measure um dressed up as an environmental measure what we need is we need taxes that actually change behavior positively and this tax at the right time in the right format yeah. could possibly do that but at the moment i don't think the time is right uh, uh, hazel I, i'm sure you might take exception to the amount of times brian used the word tax there but Perception is no, but, but but hear me out now. Perception is reality, and and a lot of people will hear the story, and and that is how they will perceive it. This is the Green Party kind of foisting the responsibility for climate action on citizens again through a, through another tax. You know the amount of times I've heard about uh, people saying, "Listen, the Greens just 
want to tax everyone. The Greens are, are just all about tax. It, we're not. The Climate Action Plan 2023 clearly states we need 20% reduction in the number of cars, uh, car kilometres travelled by 2030. So we talk about timing there. Brian talked about when it, it's not a good time now. When is a good time, Kieran? Like I met a bunch of five-year-olds this morning who knew more about climate action and told us adults to do more for them for the future. Yet we're still here discussing about timing, about when is the timing right? The timing is now. It's not about, it's not next year. It's not five years time. It's not trying to assess who uh, can take a car or should take a car. It's about putting in the mitigation measures now. You, everyone seems to go, well, it's about the, the this is the Greens trying to tax us. No, what the Greens are trying to do here is to make sure we reduce emissions and have the 20% reduction that we need in car kilometres. We need to act on that now. And be it that the levy is then applied to companies rather than uh, individuals, great if, if we can do that to the bigger companies. And if we can't, then we need to, as I said, in cases, provide employees with those free transportation passes through the companies as well. As I said earlier on, it's not across, it should not be across the board that it's big and small companies are equally. This should be look, looked at from the bigger companies that have uh, a car parking space that are being used and taken by employees that um, on average come to about 5,000 euro a year because it's 20 euro a day for free parking then you're talking about in this space. Why not in, instead of giving that free parking provide bus passes, provide Mm. rail passes and provide that method of transport that they can make the change yeah. themselves. Uh, Brian, are we letting perfection be the enemy of the good here in terms of the implementation of measures like this? There'll never be a perfect time to no, implement no. the perfect measure. No, no, and, and, and there never will be the perfect time. But I think if you listen to what I, what I actually said, I actually said that this could be brought in on an incremental basis you know, as public transport. So so the when is, is as public transport improves. It's not when we have the all singing, all dancing public transport system, which we probably won't have until the middle of the next decade. You know, so, so you, bring, you, you, bring in, you bring in a tax and, that, and, that, and that, that is what it is, whether it's on the employee or the employer. But you bring it in, you Im- implement it, you know, at a low level in an early stage. So people get used to and they get, they're aware of, of what that tax is, is, is there for. And then as public transport improves, you can actually increase these taxes. As I say, these taxes are similar like our tolls, our congestion charges. They're similar taxes. They actually tax the use of the vehicle as opposed to the actual ownership of the vehicle. So the real problem is, and I think Hayes has identified it there, the Climate Action Plan says we need to reduce the number of kilometres we actually travel. So it's actually the use. But we also have very heavy taxes on vehicle ownership. And what that is doing is that's dampening demand for new electric vehicles, which, as I said, are the biggest mitigation uh, factor for transport emissions between now and 2030. Brian Cook, Director General uh, for SIMI, the Society of the Irish Motor Industry, and Hazel Chu, Dublin City Councillor for the Green Party and former Lord Mayor. Thank you both very much uh, for joining us here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.